Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. And you have indeed joined Calvary Live. So glad that you can tune in to today's program. My name is Jeff Figs of Calvary Chapel Greeley in Northern Colorado. I am your host for today, and I am here to take your questions and your prayer requests. So give me a call. You just heard the number where you can call and be a part of the program, call in and we can have a conversation over the air. And that's what this program is about, to be able to talk about the things that are important to you as we go to the Word of God, as we talk about the Lord, as we uh, just discuss those things that are important to us as Christians. And 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, so give me a call. Grab one of those open lines early because the phone lines tend to fill up as the show goes on. And I always kind of feel bad when we get to the end of the show and uh, people have been waiting and we didn't get a chance to get them on. So give me a call. Grab one of those open lines right now. As soon as the phone calls come in, we'll go to the phone lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. We got all open lines right now. Again, welcome to today's program. There's another way for you to be able to ask a question or to give a prayer request, and that is a text line. It's a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. want to remind you that's for texting only, 720-336-0897 is that text line, and that is also a a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week prayer line that you can give a prayer request, and there will be those at Calvary Church in Aurora, that will be praying for you. And I think it's just a wonderful, wonderful resource for you. During the show, we will go to the text line as we have time, but love to talk to you as I welcome all those who are listening live on Grace FM in Colorado today, all along the Front Range, two radio stations, and up into southern Wyoming. You are listening live on this Tuesday afternoon. It's the 18th of January. And uh, love for you to be able to call in. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And then I want to welcome all those who are listening on Radio by Grace. Uh, over 70 stations throughout the nation. You, too, are listening live on this Tuesday, the 18th of January. And we welcome you to call in. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. I still got all open lines. So give me a call. Grab one of those open lines. Let's talk about the Lord. And then we also want to welcome all those who are listening online, whether it's the mobile app or the website on your computer that you're listening, and you can call in as people are listening in all uh, around the country. Also, even have international listeners consistently that listen in uh, on the program. So we welcome you as well. So anywhere in the country, that number works. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number, and like for you to be able to call in and to be able to talk about the things of the Lord and to be able to ask your questions. There's a lot going on, 
and would love for you to be able to call and just talk about the things of the Lord. So we got all open lines. Um, and then I'd like to also just welcome those who are listening in on Hope FM, Truth FM, Higher Rock Radio. You guys are a week delayed, but uh, we're so glad that you're a part of our uh, Calvary Life family and that we get to encourage you and and we always get calls from those who are listening in on those uh, radio station, Christian radio station networks. And so give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. I'd like to talk to you as well. And uh, as we'll have a conversation, and then you get to listen to it a week later. So all open lines. Again, my name is Jeff Figs at Calvary Chapel Greeley in northern Colorado with you on this gray day here in Colorado as I look out and it's gray and this is the time of year where it is. Matter of fact, I was reading a little article today uh, how this time of the year, about the third, fourth week in January, it can be uh, a time of the year where people are very discouraged or very down, uh, start to get depressed. And the reason is, is because the holidays are over and we have put away the Christmas decorations and all of that. Uh, the Christmas bills have come in, and we have to pay those bills that uh, we put on credit line or whatever it might be. And also because it's just cold. It's winter and it's gray. And one of the things that I don't like about this time of the year is I look out, the trees are gray, uh, the ground is gray, the sky is kind of gray, and it can get us down But we are blessed that we can go to the Lord, and the Lord desires for whatever season that we're in to just bless our hearts and to to lift up our heads and to put joy into our hearts. And we want to help you do that in this show. We want to bless you with encouragement, with the word of the Lord. We want to minister to you the truth of God's word. And so give me a call. Love to hear from you. Um, And i uh, love to talk with you. Got a couple open lines, 303-690-3000. Hey, let's talk about Jesus. Let's talk about those things that are important. And then the text line, 720-336-0897, as we're going to go to Bennett, Colorado, on line one, where Rick, Rick, you're on Calvary Live. Yeah, um, I was just wanted to call you. I, I've had some, I've had people try to tell me and stuff that, uh, you know, we don't have free will and stuff. And that, and uh, I just, uh, I just uh, um, kind of wanted just to ask on that because I, I don't see how we couldn't. I mean, Adam couldn't have, uh, um, you know, right. fallen if we we didn't have it and stuff. But and uh, I don't think you could have love without it. Yeah, and I think you're you're on that line. Is you know, I believe that love demands a choice. For example, when I asked my wife to marry me, I didn't force her to marry me. Um, it wasn't a shotgun wedding, you know, the old movies, um, how you heard that. But the thing is, is the Bible talks about the sovereignty of God where he has chosen us and also about free will. And matter of fact, Rick, I, I was just looking at this uh, because we were teaching on it on Sunday morning going through Matthew's gospel. But uh, when Jesus made his triumphal entry into Jerusalem, uh, he wept over Jerusalem, and he said, Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I long to draw you to to myself as a mother hen you know, draws her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing to come. And, and so he desired how I long to gather you, but you were not willing to come. 
and now your house is left to you desolate. We know that Jesus stood up on that hillside in Galilee, and he said, you know, uh, whosoever, you know, is hungry and thirsty, come to me, you know, or whoever um, is tired and weary, come to me. He would say that at the temple, who's ever thirsty, come to me. There's choices to be made. The invitation is given. Um, and even as Joshua would say, choose this day whom you will serve. So anyway, there's, there's you know, the both are true in the Scriptures. There is the sovereignty of God who chose us before the foundation of the world, um, and we also know that we have a choice as well. I don't fully understand it all. I rejoice in the fact that we are chosen um, by God, that he chose me. I used to always wrestle with, why did you choose me, Lord? Um, And I don't worry about that now. (laughs) He chose me out of his love, not because of anything special with me, just as he said that to Israel. He said, I didn't choose you guys because you're the great and mighty and great in numbers. He said, you're stiff-necked and you're stubborn and you're the least in number, but I have set my love on you. So I am thankful that he chose me. I rejoice in that. But I also know that I had a choice to make as well and how that all works. Um, it, you know, we don't, we can't have the sovereignty of God all figured out. Um, and as I think Tozer said, if God was, you know, small enough to figure out, he wouldn't be big enough to worship. And so both are at play. We do have a free will, and we see that in Scripture. Yeah, that, that's, yeah and that's kind of what I was thinking. It's just nice to, you know, somebody else kind of confirmed that a little bit, too. Because so, I, I, I don't even know how you can, you know, understand the Bible and stuff without thinking of it as, you know, having free will. Um, you know, yeah. we, we had to have made choices, and, and I always figured, you know, the creator of the free will, if, if you have a dog and you give it free will, he might bite you. <laughs> Uh-huh. and stuff but but that that's just the main question i had and uh i i appreciate it just uh like well, i say I appreciate it, it, you it, it, it comes up once in a while and it's like uh you know how could you not have it so it's just nice to speak to somebody else about that so yeah we're not and, we're not uh, robots you know we're not robots and um but you, you know and you know choosing us he draws us to himself. You know, we can't come to Christ without the Lord, but there is that free will that is a part of that. And um, and so I just, that's what the Bible teaches. So appreciate your call, Rick. Very good question. Yeah, I sure do appreciate it and stuff. And and uh, I, I just, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, never thought, to, you know, Christ came to convict, convicted. So um, anyways, yeah. um, anyways, I appreciate yeah. it. Thank you now. You bet. God bless you. 303. Yeah, 303-690-3000 is a call-in number. When the lines fill up and then somebody hangs up, you know that there is a, uh open line. So grab one of those open lines as we're early in the show and very good questions. If you got a question, I'll do the best I can to answer you. That comes up a lot about the sovereignty of God, about predestination and election. And uh, there's a lot in the discussion in free will, and I think both are true as we look at the scriptures, and there's a balance in that, and I don't fully understand it all, but I just rejoice the Lord chose me, and I'm thankful that somebody gave me the gospel, and, you know, that I had, you know, a decision to make, and uh, being drawn by the Lord. So I'm very grateful for that. 303-690-3000, as I said, the call-in number, text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Mobile, Alabama, Arlene. 
Arlene? chapter when Jesus was praying to the Father, he prayed that he would keep him in his in his name, in the Father's name. What does it mean that when he said that, keep them in thy name? Do you do you have the, the verse for that in chapter seventeen? There's three parts to that prayer. Well, I think it does not it mean the same thing. I think eleven and twelve both say keep okay. them in yeah, let me read it for the sake of the, the listeners. Now, I'm no longer in the world as he's praying for his disciples, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep though your name those who you have given me, that they may be one as we are. And while I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name. Those who you gave me I have kept, and none I have lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. So as we look at that, you know, Jesus is praying for his disciples in this priestly prayer, uh, he first of all prays for himself, and then in verses 6 through 18, he begins to pray for the disciples. And, and in that, um, he uh, is praying that, um, that Lord, uh, I have kept them in the world. I've kept them in your name. Um, and Jesus, I think he's thinking back to his ministry of service with, and uh, during that time, uh, he kept them. He kept them the work of Jesus did in the name of Jesus with his authority and power according to his will. He says, I haven't lost one uh, except the son of perdition that, that of course, is speaking of Judas, the uh, the betrayer who betrayed him, that the scriptures might be fulfilled. So he's praying for his disciples. He says, I kept them. And here's the good news for us, Arlene. He will keep us. He will keep us. And as he said in John chapter 10, that we're in Jesus uh, that we're in the Father's hand, and no one's going to pluck us out, and he's going to keep us. And he's going to perfect that which concerns us, as the psalmist writes, and being confident of this very thing, that he who began a good work in us will bring it to completion, as Paul writes in Philippians chapter 1. So he's praying for his disciples, and he says, Father, you've kept them. You've kept them, um, and we are one. And then he goes on, and he prays for all believers. In the last part of that chapter, is such a high priestly prayer that we have in chapter 17, and it's wonderful. And it's wonderful to know that the Lord keeps us. And, you know, he keeps his disciples in and through his own name. Um, and, you know, that's that's good to know. I, I, it's so good to know that we can depend on the Lord, his faithfulness, his goodness, that he's going to keep us. All right? Thank you. It's kind of, Arlene, it's kind of like, to me, it's um, another way Jesus... Uh, is talking about ownership of his disciples. You belong to me, and I'm so grateful that we can say the same thing, that we belong to him as well. So thanks, Arlene. Thank you. God bless you. All right, you too. Hey, 303-690-3000 is the call-in name, uh, call-in number, and then we got a couple open lines, text line 720 Three three six zero eight nine seven, and so we'd love for you to give us a call, and we're going to go to the phone lines um, as we look and see where we're at want. So, and I want to give you the text line seven two zero three three six zero eight nine seven. I just dropped my pencil, so I needed to pick it up so we can continue uh, with the program. Let's go to Jeffrey in Lawrenceburg, Tennessee. Jeffrey. Yeah. You're on Calvary Live. 
Yeah. Have you ever read the book of Enoch? And I was wondering what your thoughts are about it. Well, I've read some of it. You can pull it up online, and I've read a number of it. Uh, it's interesting. I believe the book of Enoch's was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls. Um, Enoch, of course, in the book of Genesis, as mentioned, he was um, you know, walking with God. Only a couple of short verses concerning Enoch. Um, and then he was no more. He was raptured up into heaven. And then we know that Jude, the little epistle, uh, speaks about uh, Enoch as well. That's right. He was a man of God, and he was one of only two men in the Bible that were whisked away in a whirlwind, him and Elijah. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. I was just kind of wondering, because I've read the book of Enoch, and it for, and it foretells the impending flood, and, and it talks about uh, the watchers, which were angels that, taught man about uh you know metal and and uh herbs and magic and all kinds of other stuff Mm -hmm. well you know one of the things that as i mentioned to you last week is you know i i'll look at some of those things enoch the book of enoch has never been considered a part of the canon of the scripture uh early church leaders have never considered it uh even though jude uh, mentions him that Enoch, the seventh from Adam, prophesied about these men. Uh, Behold, the Lord comes with ten thousands of his saints. Um, it it does not mean that the book of Enoch is inspired by God. I personally believe that um, it's not. Uh, the books of the Acrypha books that uh, that we have, um, you can look at it, and even scholars look at the book of Enoch, and they're not even convinced that Enoch wrote it, that they think that perhaps it was written closer, um, you know, uh, 1,500 years later after Enoch was on the scene. So there's a debate there, the historical inaccuracies of the Apocrypha. So, you know, I don't consider it um, as inspired by God. And as I said, you know, one of the things that I try to do is I try to focus on the 66 books of the Bible that we know are inspired. So a lot of interest in the book of Enoch and things like that. But, um, you know, that's my thoughts on that. And um, that's that's where I um, kind of stand with it. So appreciate it, Jeffrey. God bless okay, you. Dalton, thank you. Uh-huh. Hey, we got all open lines. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. The text line is 720-336-0897. So we had full lines. Now we got all open lines. You got plenty of time to call in. You know, folks, I I just want to say we got sometimes, you know, we can read those things and we get interested in those things. Um, And, you know, it's like with books, authors, uh, that we have a bookstore here that are very helpful and very good. Um, there was a time when Bible codes were popular, but I just try to encourage people. We got um, 66 books of the Bible, and you can never exhaust it, and we're to focus on the Bible and to read that, and that's what I try to do. I, I want to read my Bible every day. I know that, as Paul said in Second Timothy chapter 3, verse 16, that all Scripture is inspired by God. It means God breathed and put to the page. And it is profitable for, for doctrine, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, for reproof, that it may thoroughly equip every man for good work. So that's what I want to emphasize. And again, 
those things, extra biblical reading can, um, you know, be uh, interesting or um, can, uh, you know, have its own benefits in some ways. But I focus and I want to prioritize the pure word of God, which I know is is truth. It doesn't just contain truth. It is truth. And so we want to focus on that and and such a blessing for us to be able to do that. Hey, um, 303-690-3000 is the number to call. And I believe we got all open lines once again. So give me a call. Love to talk to you about the things of the Lord. Maybe you got a prayer request. Uh, Maybe you have uh, a um, question about the Bible yourself. And we'd love to talk to you about that. Got plenty of time in the show here today. We're going to go to the text line. And there was a question um, that was asked, why was uh, the law and the feast given in the Old Testament if we don't have to observe them any longer? And that's a good question, because as we look at the Old Testament, we know that the Old Testament, you know, the the law that is given, the ceremonial law, the, the uh, moral law, as we have the feasts that are given to us, the sacrifices, um, that that all spoke of Jesus. Jesus said to the religious leaders that uh, you search the scriptures and in them you think you have eternal life, but these are they which speaks of me. And so all the feasts speak of Jesus. It's all fulfilled uh, by Jesus. It all points to Jesus. Um, the sacrifices fulfilled by Jesus. So it points to Jesus and um, the sacrifices were covering um, until the Lamb of God came and died for our sins once and for all. The feasts, of course, speak of Jesus to where he is fulfillment of them. And then also, you know, the law that Jesus came not to do away with the law, but to fulfill the law. And he is the one that came and died for our sins. And the law was given to drive us to Jesus Christ. That was the purpose of the law. It was not to make us righteous. And Paul makes that argument there in the book of Galatians and the book of Romans. And I think it's so important for us to understand that, that the the law is good in and of itself, Paul would write in Romans. There's nothing wrong with the law. The problem is you and me. We can't keep the law. We're lawbreakers. And that's why Jesus Christ came and died for our sins. Uh, He kept the law. And the one who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. So as Paul writes to the Galatian churches, that the law was to point us to Jesus Christ, a schoolmaster to point us to Jesus Christ. We need the Savior of the world. So all that points to Jesus, the the reality. Um, Even as Paul would write in Colossians, uh, as you read in chapter 2, he makes a very important uh, point there as he's writing to that church uh, about um, you know, the feast and things. He said, let no one judge you in food and drink regarding a festival or a new moon or Sabbath, which are a shadow of things to come, but the substance, or that is the reality, is of Jesus Christ. He's our Sabbath rest. So all those things to speak of those things. Got all open lines. Give me a call. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And so grab one of those open lines as we're uh, got plenty of time in the show. Text line is 720-336-0897. On Sunday mornings, uh, usually I don't have much chance um, when the show gets really busy uh, to let you know how what we're doing here at Calvary Chapel Greeley 
Uh, we are going through Matthew's gospel. We are in the last portion of Matthew where we're seeing Jesus on the cross. We're going to look at his burial, and then we're going to look at his resurrection. And then in February, I'm going to do a study in the book of Daniel. And Daniel's called the most fascinating book in the scriptures. So, um, you know, we welcome you to join us for that. We got three services on Sunday morning at 8, 9, 30, and 11 o'clock. Got children's ministry, and uh, would love to have you join us. O- also listen online at calvarychapelgreeley.org. That's calvarychapelgreeley.org, and you can listen to those teachings. A lot of response, and also on New Year's Eve, that it's hard to believe, only a few weeks ago, I did a prophecy update called The Nation's Rage, and uh, thousands of, of listen, uh, people have listened in and um, have pulled that up and, and um, have uh, listened to the, the teaching there that's on our website. So um, that might be of interest to you as uh, we entered into a year where so much is going on around us. And so um, we uh, would invite you to listen to the Prophecy Update on New Year's Eve, The Nation's Rage. And uh, I know that you'll be tremendously blessed. Let's go to Michael in Fort Collins. Michael? Oh, yes. Hello. How are you? I'm great. And I just wanted to take the opportunity to thank you for your words of sticking to the 66 books of the Bible. And as I've been reading for some years now, And when I started, I had no clue what anything meant. And as I have continued and prayed that the Holy Spirit would show me uh, and give me understanding, give me the wisdom that's in the in the Bible, it becomes it has become so much clearer. And I'm amazed that I'll read something that I've read before many times, and it's like that's what it means. Yeah, and and so if you would pray for me that I would continue to gain understanding and to gain wisdom and to be able to then share it with those that I meet. Absolutely, Father, I pray for Michael and I thank you that he's growing in the Word of God. And Lord, um, it's something that you desire for all of us to to grow in wisdom and understanding. And we know that wisdom is just not knowing it. But, Lord, it's also walking in your commandments, your ways, your precepts, which are good and right. So I pray for Michael that he would grow in your word. And as he grows in your word, he would grow in grace and your love. And, Lord, as he grows in the knowledge of of Jesus Christ and the word of God, that it would mature him and, and bring him to that place where he's hearing you. And that you would, Lord, have it all worked out in his life as he shares it with others, as he speaks truth into other people's lives, as he blesses them. Uh, Lord, I just pray that you would be with him. And Lord, I know that as you take your word, that you would work it deep in his heart. His heart, I pray, would be like fertile soil, receiving the seed of the word, that it might take root there and then be worked out in his life to produce fruit. So I just thank you for him and the encouragement. And I pray that you would bless him in this. And I know that it blesses you to hear that he desires to grow in your word because you honor your word above your name. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Thanks, Pastor. Thanks, Michael. 
You bet. God bless Bye. you. Keep keep Bye. reading your Bible. Bye-bye. I will. Bye. Hey, we're getting ready to go to break. It, it's um, the only break that we have of the show, and I got all open lines. Uh, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. Grab one of those open lines. we got plenty of time in the second half of the show. Or you can send a text message, a question, or a prayer request. 720-336-0897. Jeff Biggs from Calvary Chapel Greeley here with you on Calvary Live. Give me a call. Send me a text. We'll be right back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back to the second half of Calvary Live. My name is Jeff Biggs of Calvary Chapel Greeley with you this afternoon, live on this Tuesday. So glad that you've tuned in. I want to welcome all those who are listening live on Grace FM on 101.7 in Southern Colorado and 89.7 from Castle Rock and and Parker and in the metro area up north in the southern Wyoming. Love to hear from you guys in Wyoming. And then also uh, those who are listening on uh, a number of different radio stations, Radio by Grace, you're listening live. Uh, and we welcome you to call and so glad that you've joined us. And then on Hope FM and Truth FM, we're reaching more people all the time. So we've got plenty of time for you to be able to call in with your questions or prayer requests. We've got two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the call-in number. And the text line is 720-336-0897 to text in a question or a prayer request. And to remind you very quickly that that uh, text line is a uh, prayer line that is open for you to text in a prayer request 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and there'll be people praying for you. So we want to let you know that that is available for you. But during the show, as we have time, um, if the the calls kind of uh, slow down, then we go to the text line for those questions and prayer requests. But we love to talk to you. That's really the, this is your show. This is your opportunity uh, to call in, to ask a question about Christian living or the Bible or about how do we respond to all the things that we see going on around us? And there is a lot going on around us. Or maybe you just need encouragement. You need uh, to be um, just encouraged and prayed for. Uh, we can join together in prayer. And I think it's such a great opportunity. There's a lot of talk shows that are out there uh, on TV, on um, the you know our computers and YouTubes and all of that and even on the radio, but this is one that we get to really, it's an extension of the pulpit where we get to talk with you and we get to encourage you. And some of the questions that you ask, uh, maybe somebody else is wondering the same thing. Or maybe as we just uh, talk through some things, people are, are having the same kind of questions and struggles and things like that. So we welcome you to call in. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number and the text line is 720-336-0897. Um, as you grab one, one of those phone lines, I'm going to go to Fort Lauderdale, where Carlos is on line three. Carlos? Yes, Pastor Jeff. How you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Welcome to the program. 
Excellent. Thank you. Uh, thank you. I appreciate it. Um, the reason I'm calling is I'm actually uh, asking for prayer, uh, prayer requests for. So basically, I've been a believer for about 18 years. I've grown kind of slowly. I haven't really grown very, very quickly. But um, I've always had a, uh, uh, a struggle with assurance of salvation. And so mm-hmm. I've, I've kind of struggled with thoughts of whether I'm actually going to heaven or hell. Um, but my prayer request is for you to actually ask the Lord to um, take me out of my selfish ways and stop thinking about myself and my salvation when there's others that need help. You know, like I just, I feel like I'm being selfish by, by focusing so much on my salvation that I, I, I forget about those around me. Well, and I understand what you're saying, Carlos, and I think it's very noble what you're saying, but your salvation is the most important matter in any man or any woman's life is, you know, and having that assurance. Because the reason I say that, Carlos, is because a lot of people can kind of struggle. Am I saved? Um, And there's different reasons for that. And you're not really going to be able to help anyone else until you are secure in that. And so the question I have for you, do you believe that Jesus Christ died for your sins? And and rose and rose from the grave, and have you gone to the Lord and said, "Lord, I come to you. I, I come, and there is repentance unto God through Jesus Christ, and ask Him to sit on the throne of your heart as Lord and Savior, and that as we call on the name of the Lord, um, that we will be saved." And um, I I just suspect that you've done that. You said you've been a Christian for eighteen years. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I have done that. However, um, I actually, uh, what was I going to say? Okay, so I've, I've done that. I've done that in the past. and uh, But the problem with me, the reason I struggle is because I keep doing the same sins over and over again. Yeah. Um, I have an addiction to pornography, and that's something that I've struggled with for many, many years. And so every time that I do it, I I think to myself, you know, am I really saved because I keep doing these same repetitive sins that I really, really, truly repent? You know what I mean? And that's where right. the struggle comes in. Well, I, I, what I hear is conviction in your heart, and sometimes there are struggles that we have. It's like, you know, and Paul writes about that in Romans chapter 7. He writes about that, you know, struggle in the flesh, and, you know, he, you can hear the struggle, and he says, Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from this body of death? And I thank right. God through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And then he goes into chapter 8, and he says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. He's saying we need to walk according to the Spirit. But I right. hear conviction, you're confessing it. And what happens is, is a lot of times that we base our salvation not on faith, we base it on duty. We base it on how well we are performing. And right. you... you you know, sin, it it just wrecks our intimacy and closeness with the Lord is what it does. And that's why John yeah. says that we are to confess our sins, and he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And as you say, Lord, I'm sorry, you know, this is like, how many times do I need to keep coming back? And the Lord must think I'm a spiritual waste, but you keep coming to yeah. him, and you keep confessing it, and then, Lord, help me, help me. And there are practical things that you can do, but it is a work of the Spirit. And, you know, but when we 
what happens is if we base our salvation on performance, then we're up and down. We're up and down. It's like a roller right. coaster. One day we're doing right. well, we're we're, and then the next day we're not doing so well. So you want to be established in the assurance of your salvation. There is a difference between justification, as you read the book of Romans, as Paul writes about that in chapters 3, 4, and 5. And I think that's a good book for you to look at and just read okay. it once again. And he's, okay. he talks about it's a free gift to all men, re- just, uh, resulting in justification of life. You go into chapter 5, he, he uses that word that we're justified as a free gift. We can't earn salvation. We can't merit salvation. Right. It, it isn't based on works. It's by faith alone. But that faith, there is a working, it's a living faith. And it's a faith that we move forward in love, and then we will do more in love as we love the Lord, have devotion to the Lord, walk close to Him. We are called to repent from those sins, and you keep yeah. reading the Word, and you be with some brothers and sisters, you know, particularly brothers for you, yeah. that will pray for you yeah. and help you and encourage you and keep in the Word and get rid of those things. You know, Jesus said, if your hand you know, causes offense, cut it off. He's not, he's not talking about bodily mutilation. (laughs) He's talking, we got to make sure that, you know, a disclaimer, right? I'm aware of that. I'm aware of that. But the thing is, is to ask the Lord to, now that you know these things, Lord, work these things in, in my life. And he wants to do that work in your life, but you're not going to be able to help others until you're established in that. And I think that helping others is also a good thing what you're saying because uh, it, it helps us to get out of our funk and focus off ourselves. And you're right in all yeah. that, but you know, be assured of your salvation and keep in the word. Be close to some some brothers and sisters in the Lord that are going to help you, particularly brothers that will help hold you accountable. And maybe you have those things, yeah. but, but you know, move forward in love. You know, enjoy the yeah. Lord, love the Lord. Ask, Lord, help me to walk in obedience. You've called me to holiness. Because those things, you know how they just hold you in bondage and captivity and all that. Um, I'm in celebrate recovery right now. Okay. So that's that's something that I've been uh, doing um, over the last couple of years. So I'm working on it. I just just needed that prayer because I feel... Selfish, you know what I mean. But as you mentioned, yeah. you know my salvation is above all things for me, at least. You know, so yeah. I should um, focus on that. Kind of trying to get better yeah. about that. Well, let me pray. Let me pray for you, Carlos. Yes, Father, I pray for my brother as he's called. And Lord, I I can hear in his voice he believes in you, but there's struggle there, and there's addictions that are there. And Lord, I just pray that you would free him from those things, that you free him from you know. Um, the things that he looks at, anything that he takes in that causes him to sin. And Lord, I pray that you would just um, fill him with your spirit right now. Fill him with your spirit that he may be a witness for you. Give him the power to live for you because it isn't a work of the flesh, it's the work of the spirit. And Lord, I just pray that you would just empower him and Lord, just reaffirm your love for him, that you want to do that work and free him that that he may be free to live for you, not be in bondage to the things of the world. And I just pray for that work in his heart and in his life. In Jesus' name, amen.
Okay, Carlos, you, be praying for you. Thank you okay, Pastor God bless Jeff. you. God bless you, and uh, great show. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Appreciate it. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000 is the call-in number to text line 720-336-0897. Let's go to Augusta, Georgia. Ronald. Hi. Hey, how are you, Ronald? I'm good, thank you. Well, I was hoping it's getting better. I would like to, uh, well, about two weeks ago, I was offered a position at the church I attend or had been attending as a deacon. And I, uh, I, I, I understand why they may want me to be that. I don't see, I can see myself doing that. But what I want to know is uh, a prayer for the Lord to, if that's his will for me, and if not that, what may be to be the person that he wants me to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, you can't, just by a reference, we're going to pray for you. But, um, you know, when the Lord calls us to a ministry and you're called to the ministry of a deacon, you can read about it in chapter 6 of the book of Acts. You probably know that. And okay. and I think, I think about that in chapter 6 as they were summons to um, serve tables for the widows. And so mm-hmm. the 12 come along, and they they gave instructions. They said, Seek out among you seven men of good repu- reputation, full of the Holy Spirit and wisdom, who m- we may appoint over this business. And and so a deacon, you can also read First Timothy chapter 3, the qualifications of a deacon as well. And, okay. you know, I don't... I don't know exactly how your church does that. Um, I'm going to have to assume that they look at those qualifications and they right. see that in you to move forward. And so you might look at that. That may be of help um, as you look at the qualifications of a deacon. Um, but that will give you some clarity on that. But I do want to pray that I, I know God will honor this, that to be the man of God that he wants you to be. And, Thank you. Um, he, he doesn't demand perfection because none of us would be in ministry. Um, but he is looking for those, you know, particularly in as a deacon, um, to be temperate uh, and um, that you're one that you're serving faithfully, um, that you are not given to much wine or greedy or money, all those things that you'll read about. And you right. can pray, Lord, help me to grow in these areas. So, Father, I just pray for Ronald. I thank you that um, he has opportunity to serve. And Lord, that uh, I hear his heart say, I want to be the person that you want me to be. So do that work because you want to do that work in him. And Lord, just uh, bring him to that place of, as he's in leadership and, and being a deacon is being a leader, that he would serve with joy, that he would serve faithfully, that Lord, that you would grow him. And Lord, that um, you would, uh, continue to mature him and help him be the man of God that you want him to be. And that is full of grace, full of your word and full of your love and just serving others out of a heart of love. And I pray this in Jesus name. Amen. God bless you, Ronald. All right. We got two open lines, 303-690-3000 is the calling number. The text line is 720-336-0897. So uh, send me a text. Let's go to uh, Brandy in Denver. Hi, Brandy. Hello, Pastor Jeff. Hi. Thank you so how much are you? for taking my call. I'm good. How are you doing? 
I'm doing good. Thanks for calling. Okay, so my question is a little hard to explain, but it's been on my heart. If we are mm-hmm. all children of God, but many choose not to be children of God, are the ones who... <laughs> it's making me tongue-tied. Is it when we choose to be with God that we are chosen, or are some people in the world just not meant to be connected to the Lord? In, in my world, um, I just I have so many friends that are non-believers, and... Um, and being a Christian and being in the industry and fashion and music right. and art that I'm in, it's it, it it just is kind of heartbreaking for me. And I have friends tell me that, you know, I'm just like, God's not for me, and I don't want to go to heaven. And um, right. I, I, so I guess what I'm wondering is, like, are we chosen when we choose? Yeah. Can we be chosen to be, you know, to choose? And and you're talking again about the sovereignty of God. You know, you mentioned something when you began to ask me this question, that we're all children of God, and, um, you know, we're all created by God. But in Romans chapter 8, um, Paul's writing, it's an incredible chapter, and he says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. He, he writes something very similar in Galatians. The only, you know, that word Abba, Father, um, means Papa. You know, I like that. You know, Papa, my Father. We have the spirit of adoption because of faith in Jesus Christ. We're the only ones that can truly say that we are, you know, true children of God, um, that we are children of faith. We have the spirit of adoption that we're able to call out Abba, Father. It speaks of relationship. So that's first of all. But, you know, we had a discussion earlier in the show, are we chosen or do we choose? And both are seen in the scriptures. And there are a lot of people that will not come to God. They'll say, well, it's not for me. Sometimes they haven't heard the gospel clearly. Um, But, you know, the Lord is the one that draws them to him, um, none of us can call out on the Lord or come to the Lord without the work of the Spirit. And he does choose, but also there is, you know, those verses that we have all throughout the Scripture that whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And all of us are in that category. Um, you know, that Jesus said, Come to me, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Come learn of me. Jesus said, Come drink of me, um, whoever thirst. Uh, and so there's that in the scriptures that we also have, you know, that opportunity to choose him. So I think a real key for you, uh, Brandy, as you're in this industry, as you talk to so many people, is to pray for them, that Lord open up their eyes, because the enemy blindfolds people. He, you know, hardens their hearts. The great deception of the world is, I don't need God. God's not for me. And they don't understand that they're lost apart from God, that they're separated from him. And, you know, you get to be that voice to them to say that God loves you so much that he sent his son to die for you and that we need to come to him because we're lost in our sins. And um, and it's hard industry that you described that you're in, but that's much of the world. Much of the world is, yeah. you know, they rather be in the darkness, as John says, than come to the light. And so you give them the light. But here's the thing, Brandy, 
that as things get more confusing uh, in this world, as it gets more, I don't know, it gets darker, it gets more weird, uh, people are, are looking for the light. They just don't know where to find it. They are looking for the light in the midst of all the darkness. They just don't know where to find it. So you get to be that light in the industry that you're in to the people that are linked to you in your life. And I, I, I do want to pray for you that you are that light and God gives you wisdom and opportunity. And for all of us that are listening, Brandy, we have a mission field that is out there. And I just feel a sense of urgency to really, you know, be true to the gospel, be a light. Um, and because people may not want to go to church, they may not want to read the gospel, um, but the only gospel they may read is you. And Paul talks about it to the Corinthians, you guys are living epistles, and you are, Brandy, a living epistle. And um, and you get to be used in, in where you're, you know, working and have that influence and speak of the truth and love of Jesus Christ. And there will be those who will reject him and say, I don't need God, but you keep praying for them, keep being light. And then I let the Lord, you know, all the other stuff, um, you know, I, I just committed to him because as Paul said to Timothy, the Lord knows who are his, but I just want to be used of you to be a light and be ready to have those divine appointments because, you know, Brandy, it reminds me, I don't mean to keep going on, but I want to encourage no. you. Thank you. No, the, I appreciate this. Thank you. In the book of Daniel, um, in chapter five, the king of, of Babylon, Daniel was used such in a powerful way when he was just a, a teenager. He was taken off into captivity, um, and he was determined not to defile himself. And you think about it, he's just a teenager, and he's in Babylon working for the most powerful man on the face of the earth, Nebuchadnezzar, who was a hothead. But Daniel trusted the Lord. And Daniel was a light to Nebuchadnezzar to where I believe that Nebuchadnezzar came to know the Lord. The Lord humbled him. The Lord, you know, made him go insane for seven years. But Daniel was there always ministering to him and giving him truth and and being used of the Lord. Well, when Nebuchadnezzar dies, about 20 years pass uh, between chapter 4 and chapter 5 of the book of Daniel— and Belshazzar, he's the king, and he's having this big party. And they're drinking, they're toasting to the gods of Babylon, and all of a sudden behind the king, there's this handwriting on the wall. And and the king sees it, he freaks out, he calls for the you know wise men of Babylon, magicians, all, all the soothsayers, come out and interpret the handwriting on the wall. They couldn't do that. And so the queen mother comes out and says, hey, there, there's one who came with the captives, Daniel. He ministered to Nebuchadnezzar, your grandfather. He will interpret the handwriting on the wall. And Daniel came out, and he interpreted the handwriting on the wall. But there wasn't a lot said in the book of Daniel for those 20 years that he was in Babylon. Daniel, we know, prayed because he customarily prayed. We know that from Daniel chapter 6. He was probably teaching at the school of prophecy there because the wise men come 600 years later looking for the star, uh, you know, uh, of Bethlehem following it to worship the new king of Israel. As Daniel would speak about 
when the the uh, you know Messiah would come, the you know Prince of Peace, uh, in Daniel chapter nine. But Daniel came out, and after twenty years, it comes out, and he interprets the handwriting on the wall. So here's where I want to encourage you, Brandy. Day after day, week after week, month after month, you're there, you know, and they may ignore you. They may, you know, want not to listen to you, but there's going to be a time where you're going to be given opportunity to interpret the handwriting on the wall and to tell people that, listen, the reason you're feeling empty and unfulfilled is because you don't have a relationship with the true and living God and you get to speak truth into their life. So you always be ready and be praying and allow the Lord to use you in that way. Yes, thank you so much. You know, you when my mom was getting, like the day before she passed away, you prayed with me, and you prayed with me when I was moving into the scary loft downtown, and I really <laughs> just appreciate your words and your your truth and your prayers. So just thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. You're, you're welcome. I hope that place isn't scary. Oh, we prayed for... It is so full of joy and <laughs> fellowship Good. that it is incredible. <laughs> uh, I'd love to come down and see you down there sometime. And, you know, I'm glad you're there. I'm glad you're missed in the midst of the city. You be a light, you know, Brandy, you be a light. And you Thank just, you. you know, you keep radiating the joy of the Lord to others. And, Father, I pray for, I pray for Brandy. I just... I thank you when I hear from her and, and Lord, um, that she's in the midst of, of the city and Lord, uh, there and, um, and full of the joy of the Lord and desiring to be used of you. And I pray that you help her grow in wisdom and stature and be a light and stand for truth. And Lord, that even as Daniel, they said he had an excellent spirit within him. They recognized that, that they would with Brandy. And the Lord, that you give her wisdom as she speaks to others. And Lord, as they are looking for light in the darkness, that Brandy would be there to give them truth and be able to give and share with them the love of Jesus Christ. I just pray for her that you bless her this year, bless her work, uh, what she's doing. Just strengthen her and guide her in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you so much, Pastor Jeff. Have a wonderful rest of your week. Okay, you too. You stay in touch, okay? I will. Bye-bye. Thanks, Brandy. Bye-bye. Well, we're coming to the end of the show, and so, um, you know, I I think it's a good time uh, for us to be reminded that God wants to use us, and uh, I pray for that in this new year. He wants to use us wherever we're at, and I'm so grateful that he has us, and I know it's not easy. For you who are working in healthcare, it's been a difficult couple years, you who are teachers, you who are, you know, working out in the fields, you know, the oil fields here, you who are are working in different places, that God places us there to be a light. And, you know, I I pray that that God will just strengthen you and give you wisdom. He, He wants to use us in the days in which we're living. And we all have a mission field. Um, we have a mission field to our families and to our kids, to our family, um, to our neighbors, and to those who are linked to us in our lives, the workplace. And so be always sensitive every day to the leading of the Lord, uh, to, to be able to be an example. And I want to read to you, we went over this uh, in our series that we did in December, 
being a godly example. And, and Paul would write to Timothy about that. And he said to Timothy, let no one despise your youth, but you be an example to the believer in word and conduct and love and spirit and faith and purity. And he said, meditate on these things. Give yourself entirely to them, and your progress may be evident to all. And take heed to yourself and to the doctrine. In other words, keep in the word of God. Take heed to yourself. Don't just focus on yourself, but take heed to yourself to where you are, you know, uh, taking care of yourself spiritually and that continue in them. And you being an example in to the believers and to all people in word, in our words, you know, what we speak. Are we speaking the grace and the truth of the word of God? Don't let any corrupt word proceed out of your mouth. Um, be careful what you put on social media. The words that we speak should be encouraging, not tearing people down. Be an example in conduct, the way you conduct yourself, that people see that you're not living like the world and of the world, and in love, that we are loving others. Um, and that's what Jesus said, that you will know, uh, they will know that you're my disciples for your love for one another, in spirit, walking in the spirit, and in faith, just having faith in the Lord, and in purity, walking in that holiness. And you will be used of the Lord and be an example to the believers. Hey, thank you, everybody. So glad that you joined us. God bless you. Calvary Live will be back tomorrow at the same time. So tune in. God bless you. We'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's word.